This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, Heather Knight. Today is the day you get your official Bay Area hip-hop mixtape. But we have some pretty big news first. We have an official animal of San Francisco, and this thing is blowing up. I am amazed by how um, our choice of wild parrots has just soared into people's consciousness. I'm going to keep going with these puns, Peter. Yeah, I don't know. You've already, first eight seconds, (laughs) and you've hit me with a dad joke pun um i knew this was a good idea but was not expecting this much attention i thought the board of supervisors actually getting involved was maybe a 50 percent proposition or less yeah and i did not expect this much drama between the parrots and the sea lions in the final week i know it's all been pretty stunning um So they were neck and neck till the end, but parrots squeaked past. And I was really surprised when you kept telling me all the radio and TV stations that were calling you Monday after the announcement. You were like famous going on all these different shows. And then the Washington Post reached out to us. They're doing a story on it. Um, The reporter from the Post interviewed both of us. And then I was really surprised when Supervisor Myrna Melgar emailed me this like very detailed like PhD on parrots as a resolution making this official one day after we made the announcement and I asked her how did you get this done so quickly I mean this is city hall this does not happen (laughs) at this kind of pace and she said that she was so confident parrots parrots were going to win that she had her staff and Peskin staff put it together in advance. And she even lit candles as a <laughs> prayer for the parrots last week. Love it. Um, I was not convinced parrots were going to win. I, I had the stats going, and it went back and forth four or five times. There was a point where the SF... City Hall official government account tweeted what looked like an endorsement for the Sea Lions that boosted the Sea Lions way into the lead. Uh, There were many complaints. They actually deleted the tweet. Um, This all just blows me away. (laughs) Um, But I, I wrote a story that the Sea Lions had won. I hadn't released it, but I had it ready. I was so convinced. I wrote an entire column, and then the parrots went ahead just in the last like six or seven hours, and I had to throw it away and write another one. Yeah, we're still pretty shocked by how this weird little idea we had on the back of a napkin about a month ago blew up. But you never know what people are going to be interested in in San Francisco. Well, next Tuesday at 2 p.m., the Board of Supervisors is going to do this. What are we in for? I haven't gone to a Board (laughs) of Supervisors meeting in about 20 years. I try to avoid them at all costs, but I said we would be there for this. They're um, taking a full vote on Tuesday. I don't know what time exactly it'll come up, but the meeting starts at 2. So um, Parrot fans, you better turn out and encourage the supervisors. We know we have three votes, but we need six. Well, again, this whole thing is amazing. Thank you so much to our listeners and readers who really uh, made this fly. Really, I mean, just from the beginning, like helping us craft this and then so much enthusiasm and engagement um, really were blown away. I think this is the biggest thing that we've done since our 
Total Muni 2018. Yeah, from buses to parrots. Where will we go next? <laughs> well, I know where we're going to go next. We're going to talk hip hop. <laughs> um, not a genre I associate with Heather Knight, <laughs> but you like music. You like a good beat. You're okay with spicy lyrics. I know you're a Lizzo fan. Are you hip hop curious? <laughs> Yes, it is not one of those Star Trek situations where you love it and I hate it. It's a you love it and I like it and would like to know more. Well, this is perfect because we're having KQED's Gabe Moline and Pendarvis Harshaw on. Gabe is the KQED Arts Senior Editor. Penn is a writer who hosts the Right Nowish podcast on KQED. And they're part of this amazing crew of music journalists and culture writers that just launched That's My Word. It's a year-long exploration of Bay Area hip-hop history. We talk about hip-hop, also talk a little bit about journalism. KQED are our rivals, but not really. Yeah, they're friends. We had a great time chatting with them. And you guys even made me a mixtape. Yes, in this episode, we made you a mixtape. Pretty much the second half of the episode is me and Penn and Gabe picking songs for people who want an introduction to the genre, who want to know more about Bay Area hip-hop. We're going to get some classics on there. And I have the mixtape with me. Oh my gosh, you're showing me on Zoom. Heather's Bay Area Hip Hop Mixtape. That looks awesome. Yeah, you have a CD player in your car, correct? I do. Now, there are two rules I want you to adhere to. You must play Heather's Bay Area Hip Hop Mixtape while cruising through San Francisco with your windows down. (laughs) I want to see a Twitter post that says, did I just see Heather Knight driving and playing <laughs> Bammerweed? So high volume with your window down. Do you agree? Okay, I agree. Okay, and then second thing, I want you to have the coos, me and Jesus the Pimp in a 79 Granada last night playing when you're doing carpool <laughs> and pull into your kid's school. The drop zone is going to be rocking. <laughs> well, this... Playlist is inspired by That's My Word. They've got stories, a timeline, live events. Check it all out at bayareahiphop.org. And another thing to check out, cinemasf.com. We have two more movies in our Total SF mini film festival. Um, You should join us for Princess Diaries on April 13th at the Four Star and So I Married an Axe Murderer at the Balboa two weeks later. Get your tickets now before we sell out. That's cinemasf.com, social event of the season. Come see Princess Diaries with us this week. It's going to be a blast. The Four Star is such a great venue. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. The rain never comes down on Willie Brown. And this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome to the San Francisco Chronicle, Penn Harshaw and Gabe Moline. Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, we're going to celebrate 50 years of Bay Area hip-hop history in a second. First, I think we should check, um, what's the status of like the KQED Chronicle rivalry? Are we, are we like those gangs in Anchorman? Is there tension here, or do you feel like... It's more like beat it. I don't know. Like what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to go out to the parking garage and dance it out? Peter? Exactly. Fifth the in breaking. Michigan parking garage. Yeah, we could I mean, fifty years of hip hop. So yeah, breaking. That's where we're at. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like like 
sometimes my editors, I get competition from them. But I feel like ever since, especially since kind of print newspapers started cratering a little bit, um, I feel like we're all rooting for each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with social media coming up, maybe in the beginning I wasn't retweeting other people. But now I'm just like, that was a good article, KQED. I'm going to retweet that. That's yeah. it. Just rooting for good stories. Yeah. Like, yeah clear across the board. I think we also, like, we realize how much work goes into what we do. And when you see a piece in the Chronicle or when you see a piece in KQED and you're like, oh, man. Like, I can tell that that was, like, weeks in the making. Mm-hmm. Like, good job. That it's just, like, game recognized game, to quote yeah. yeah, JT or I, the bigger figure, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or I get flat out jealous, like with this oh, project. Yeah. I'm oh, looking yeah. at this, and you know, I've touched on hip hop, but I don't feel like I can. I feel like you kind of need to assemble a Justice League to do it, and that's what you guys did. So mostly, I'm like supporting you and excited about it, and you know, just devouring each new thing that comes out with this project. But I'm also a little bit jealous. Oh, thanks. So cool, a little therapy session we got. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm justice. jealous of your great new headquarters. I've been there a few times to go on forum and talk about my columns, and you guys even have a photo booth, which is pretty cool. The photo booth is fun. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. How is KQED adjusting in this changing media world? Are you feeling more freedom to work on projects that aren't directly tied to radio and TV? Well, our department is a little unique. Um, we, I came to KQED in 2014, and really we uh, didn't, uh, we just went straight for digital, just for online. Like we were all writers. We mm-hmm. just, you know, found great writers. All weeklies were, you know, cratering, and there were there was wonderful talent around. And we assembled a team to write online mostly. We'll be on the radio. Penn, of course, has right now. She's podcast. Um, we've done audio work and smart speakers, and we do live events and we do things out in the community. Mm-hmm. But you didn't say the magic word. What the magic word is? Vertical video. Like that <laughs> right, that right. is the hot word. That is where we. That's where we're all headed. Um, but yeah, so maybe not on TV, but definitely the live events are on YouTube and yeah. vertical video, TikToks, using social media. It's all a part of the game. I think that uh, our teams here at Total SF and you guys are doing similar work in terms of events and really getting to know listeners and readers in a way we didn't used to, yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, I don't know if our listeners can listen to it, but we were recording in the archive, and this is the point where someone takes a shower <laughs> and water comes through here. They Who's set taking up, a shower? I don't know, but they set up a podcast studio here, and I was so excited, and I still am. But then I heard water like the second week I was here. And I'm like, is that going to happen every time they flush a toilet? And they're like, no, I think that's someone taking a shower. So um, anyway, if anybody picks that up, this here. is really a special. This is like a haunted basement. I was going to say, I'm that's the walls lost. talking. That's what I think. <laughs> they're always rearranging the walls just so we can never figure out where we're supposed to go. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to ask you guys, your own first experience with Bay Area hip hop, because I know you, you both grew up here, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I was hoping you could just... Just if, if there's an early memory you can share. Um, my earliest memories of Bay Area hip hop are probably of Mac Mall. Um, the game recognized game early on. Uh, Get Right is another song he had early on. These are all tapes I'm stealing from my sister. Um, <laughs> so I have a sister who's five years older than I am. She put me on like Bone Thugs and Harmony and Friday, the first Friday soundtrack. Um, but Mac Mall was in that collection of tapes that I stole from her. Did you know it was local? I mean, did you make a differentiation at the time? No, no. I think it was probably three times crazy when I started to realize, like, oh, okay, this is the group that's from this region that I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for me it was, 
the cruise in Santa Rosa, like Mendocino Avenue, 1986, 87, mini trucks galore, all playing too short. <laughs> or like some other like indistinguishable music with bass so heavy that it's rattling the windows and you can hear them from blocks away. Yeah. And, um, but I didn't really realize how local it was. You know, like I came up in punk and I was, you know, I knew that Green Day was from here. I knew that Jawbreaker was here. I knew that Neurosis was from here. But I didn't realize how local it was until I started working at a record store the last record store in Santa Rosa and uh, handling consignment mm -hmm. for local artists like Mac Mall would come in, Ray Love would come in, um, be, you know, being kind of the de facto rap buyer for that store. And, and, and consignment, tell us a little bit <laughs> what consignment that is. is like uh, if you've got a CD, you could uh, you could loan 10 of them to a store for each one they sell. They'd pay the artist 10 bucks and then we would keep two bucks. So we'd sell CDs for eleven ninety nine. And then it would be up to you, the artist, to come back to the store and collect on however many you sold. Hmm. How so, much Mac Mall is moving in Santa Rosa in this period? A lot. I mean, really, like, in the late 90s, it was like Mac Dre like crazy, uh, Doobie, Mac Mall, all Vallejo people, of course, Too Short, E-40, like, they're on just another level, um, IMP uh, from San Francisco, those early Dre Dog records, um, totally insane. Uh, I mean, these were like perennial sellers, like, yeah. you know, just flying off the shelves week after week. That's My Word celebrates 50 years of Bay Area hip hop. What do you consider to be the starting point in Bay Area hip hop? Eric Arnold wrote uh, a feature to help kick off our launch last month called The Bay Area Was Hip Hop Before There Was Hip Hop. Mm. And uh, the 50th anniversary, all of this stuff you see, like the Grammys performance, and there's going to be celebrations all through this year. The 50th anniversary of hip hop really goes back to a uh, back to school party that DJ Cool Herc DJed in the Bronx in 1973 on August 11th. And it's kind of recognized as the first time that somebody like hooked up a couple turntables to a mixer with a microphone, like toasting and rapping over breakbeats, you know, on a loop, uh, the birth of hip hop in the Bronx. In the Bay Area, there are a number of different firsts. There's like the very first Bay Area rap record, which would be Super Rat by Motorcycle Mike in 1981, 82, I should know this, um, which was financed by this drug dealer, Mickey Moe. Uh, and, um, but before that, there were tapes, lots of handmade tapes passing from hand to hand. So um, childhood friends Todd Shaw and Freddie B figured out a way to hook up a microphone to their mom's like Montgomery Ward stereo and record over some beats onto tapes. And they would go out on the street and sell these tapes for $5 each. Todd Shaw, too short. Todd no, Shaw being too short. too short, right, yeah. And... Um, uh, they made quite a bit of money. This was like 80, 81, I think they're talking about. Um, and then local drug kingpins found out about it and said, hey, why aren't you rapping about me? And so they made a deal with the local drug kingpins that they would sell tapes to them where they would mention their name and their business and the car they drove and the neighborhood they were from. And those tapes were $20. Those were special request tapes. Yeah. So, um, so that took off. None of these tapes, unfortunately, have really survived. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's there's one really early Freddie B tape on YouTube, but the, nobody nobody knows the exact year. Um, but this is all to say that before before there was a sort of commercial release of hip hop in the Bay Area, it was just a complete DIY, you know, hand to hand homemade tape thing. I add to that my conversation. So in launching this project, I had a conversation with Davey D, legendary journalist, uh, also DJ, and he was. 1984, there's a video of him DJing on UC Berkeley's campus at an event where they're essentially just introducing people to what hip-hop is. He even passed out like one-sheeters explaining this thing called (laughs) hip-hop. And what he said to me was that the elements of hip-hop, there's like the traditional five elements of hip-hop that a lot of people look at as what makes this thing, this culture. Um, Davey was like that those elements and even more was already present in the Bay Area. And so in the piece that Eric Arnold wrote, he was talking about how funk provided a lot of those elements, how the Black Panthers provided a lot of those elements. Um, and they pre-existed 1973. Um, and that is something that, there's, there's, so there's no big bang moment right. of like when it started, but those elements were present. And when they all came together is when it's when it started going Right, mm-hmm. yeah, even dance styles, like you know, before breakdancing there was Boogaloo that was very large yeah. in Oakland. There was roboting and strutting, the people that you remember seeing on Pier 39 at Fisherman's Wharf, you know, like that was all like a very vibrant culture in the Bay Area that sort of traveled around from LA to New York and everything and found a lot of its permanent home in breakdancing. Journalists love anniversaries. Right. You're going to go to your editor, you got to have an anniversary or something to hook it on. So right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even the free speech movement, I would say, is like a precursor to hip hop. The Black Panthers, especially as far as uh, politics go. Um, a lot of police accountability work. Uh, Even the the pimp culture of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where rapping comes from, talking slick. Yeah, a lot of discussion constantly. Um, and, you know, um, bridging off or building off of that, what was celebrated was culture around this pimp culture that the Bay Area is known for and kind of reconciling with that. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to celebrate 50 plus years of Bay Area hip hop, we also have to pull apart some of the things that didn't go so well, you know, or mm-hmm. some of the things that had negative uh, impact on the community. Um, and so we mentioned we're working with uh, Eric Arnold as well as Nastia's, Nastia's last name is Vuenoskaya, um, and she's uh, making sure to bring that conversation into the, the discussion with some of the work that she has coming up later this month, as well as um, one of the pieces that she did, just highlighting the Conscious Daughters recently, and that, you know, just drove it home of like, yeah, this is a group that did something really significant but didn't get as much light as they should have. And so just um, making sure that as we go back to the archives, we're highlighting the proper places. Mm-hmm. Well, Penn, your podcast right now ish introduces listeners to a lot of um, a lot of local artists, not just rap artists, who they might not know about, overlooked by the mainstream. Is that part of the goal of That's My Word? Yes. Yes, and. Yes, and. Um, what we're going to do with Right Now-ish in um, collaboration with That's My Word. Later this year, we're doing a project specifically looking at the year 2006. And my goal is to unpack some of the trauma that I experienced in 2006, as well as highlight the release of E-40's legendary album, uh, My Ghetto Report Card, which featured Tell Me When To Go, a two-short release, um, Blow The Whistle, which was legendary, still gets played in stadiums, and you name it. Um, and so I'm gonna take something like cultural touch points that people might be familiar with and allow them to exercise 
some of the trauma that came from that time period and get to know their community, you know, people who, who lived it as well. And so I'm working on that right now. And yeah, I think that's the clearest bridge between the two. Yeah, I wrote a 2006, I wrote a essay about hyphy and it's one of like three things that I don't want anybody to look up and throw in my face because I got a lot of blowback from it that I oversimplified things but it sounds like a 2006 and, and hyphy and the complicated uh, uh, you know journey of hyphy is something that'll be good for a multi you're talking multi several yeah, several episodes. episodes how do you I mean we don't have to go into it deeply but how did you oversimplify it I think I just shouldn't have been the one writing it, and I didn't recognize that. So I'll, I'll put it at that. Yeah. I think I was trying to write to, we, like we talked about earlier, I'm trying to write to a chronicle audience and introduce them to this thing that I'm kind of excited about. I had just moved into Oakland and you know, was starting to listen to a lot more regional rap and was excited that this was happening, and I don't think I was the person to do it. And I look back and you know, wish someone else had written it and that I had just listened to them. That's but. that's kind of the fascinating thing about this project overall is that the kids who are dancing on cars in 06 are now nonprofit workers and social workers, you know? <laughs> and so they are the KQED audience now, you know? Yeah. And back in 06, they weren't necessarily the KQED audience. But now, as in this position in the community, we need to create content that speaks to them and allow them to speak and talk about what they experience. And so with this project, it gives me the opportunity to go out into the community, bring the microphone with me, and I'll allow them to unpack some of the things that they experienced in 06 and how it still lingers to this day, um, and dispel some of the notions that the hyphy movement is just fun and kids dance on top of cars. There's a lot of pain and trauma there. Um. We'll be right back after this short break. Well, I want to make a Bay Area hip hop mixtape for Heather. Um, Given her a wide and accessible entry point to local hip hop, she tells me she has an OG CD player <laughs> in, in her Toyota. car, okay. in her Toyota, and I own a CD burner. So I was hoping that you'll help me assemble this mixtape. Maybe we could just kind of take turns almost like drafting songs that you'd give to someone who you want to kind of introduce to Bay Area hip hop. Yeah. Um, and I will say that um, I don't think we'll be playing any of these songs on this episode because even <laughs> independent artists, I'm really worried about copyright violations and someone shutting down the whole podcast, even though I think it's in the spirit of news gathering and we could probably do it. Um, so will you help me assemble this mixtape? Sure. I started, I have with me. He has notes. I, actually, you want to know what I really brought? I forgot about this. Did you actually bring I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like four songs each. I brought visual aids for oh it. My oh, God. yeah. Gosh. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Photo. He pulls yeah. out a duffel bag full of tapes with... Do you just travel around with that? E-40s, <laughs> Federal, Doobie, a.k.a. Sugar Wolf, Dre Dog, The Click, okay, The Moonies. photos of this. DJ Qbert. Yeah, so DJ Qbert. This is like a, a sliver. Hey, you're the only dude to bring archives to the archives. <laughs> this is, yeah. what? This is, uh, <laughs> these are just all Bay Area rap tapes that I happen to have. And before I came here, I just kind of raided my uh, case logic uh, files. But... Um, yeah, we can kind of pull from these, or I oh, also started. I also started making a list uh, the other night that uh, I could start with. I don't know, Penn. What do you think? Like 
for someone, are, are we thinking specifically Heather? Yes, yeah, so I'm we? going. Yeah, I want stuff for Heather to be cool as, as she like slaps <laughs> in the Toyota, right. roll the window down all summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soccer yeah. practice. Soccer practice. I, I may, there, might, there might not be any Dre Dog on my mixtape just in case one of her kids is in the car. But you know, th- this is going to be rated R still. Uh, I'm going to start. I think this is like a really good one that I play a lot. We play it at uh, Chronicle Total SF events. Uh, SF Anthem with San Quinn, Big Rich, and Boo Banger, but it's a, it's kind of considered, I think, a San Quinn song. I wanted to get some oh, San yeah. Quinn in there. Uh, uses the, um, oh God, what's the, we're coming to San Oh, Scott Francisco. McKenzie. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uses that as a sample, but mm-hmm. then is just celebrating um, different parts of San Francisco and Hunter's Point and the Fillmore where San Quinn's from, and then celebrating our heroes too. Uh, Jerry Rice gets a name drop uh-huh. and Barry Bonds and uh, just got a really good beat and something I play it in front of a crowd and people are, everyone in the crowd's going to be, you know, moving their head. It's got a great beat on it and it's just a really good song and that's my first. I like it. Doesn't Mike Marshall sing the hook on that? Oh my God, does I he? I think he sings the yeah. Scott McKenzie part. So yeah. then should we mix into I Got Five on it? Or some type of Mike Marshall on yeah. You're up. No. I think you should yeah. do that. Yeah, take the take the I mean, relay got, baton. And, I've got and a long get... list, but I got five on it. Is really like the quintessential Bay Area rap song. Um, just its origins as "Why You Treat Me So Bad" by Club Nouveau, mm-hmm. and then you know, just it's it's got so many ingredients that kind of built up to this one Looney song, which also has tons of guests on the remix. I say the remix. So I would do yeah. the I Got Five On It remix, yeah, with Mike Marshall singing the hook. Yeah, and the remix has, I think, E-40 and... Uh, 40 and Shaggy and Humpty Hump and Spice One and so many artists, yeah. Right. And I've Got Five On It is referring to, I've got, I think, five on a bag. It's, right. It's, I've got five um, bucks, you got five bucks. All right, let's put it all together and let's buy some weed. Yeah. And buy some weed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is something Heather and I are commonly doing. <laughs> yeah, right. You got five on it, Heather. And but then... it's, just, it's just a fun song. Like, it just... Yeah flows and bounces and glides and it's it's just so perfect and you hear it you hear that at a warriors game i mean it's a beat that um shows up yeah, yeah. i mean a lot of people kind of lost their minds when uh, i want to say jordan Poole, jordan peele used it uh for the movie trailer for us yeah yeah and sort of this slowed, slowed down, down spooky version yeah. of this song which is a huge trend in movie trailers now to take a familiar song and sort of blasted out in strange ways but yeah i got five on it cool and what comes next all right if we're going that way um i'm thinking of samples are you a pink panther fan sure yeah <laughs> i'll yeah. take your advice okay there's a song that is kind of the start of the hyphy movement and it's keek the sneak it's called all right cool and it samples pink panther mm-hmm. it's up tempo lots of energy heavy bass line keek raps really fast so i would love to see if you take in any of the words that he's saying <laughs> but yeah that, that's my suggestion nice yeah. I'm excited about this already if this is a mixtape for a lady <laughs> <laughs> we should put wide open on it ooh I would put that on my own mixtape right like that's a classic it's a love song it's, it's a Mac Mall you song you can go next what yeah. do you got wide open it's, yeah it's a Mac Mall song it's uh, just definitely like Hey, I'm ready to catch what you're throwing. You know, like it's got this great piano <laughs> sample to it. 
The video, um, the video is great. Too. I saw Mac Mall perform it uh, a few months ago, and like all the women in the place got up out of their seats and just gravitated towards it. It's a, it's a poetry um, song. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of uh, Asian American rappers in the Bay Area too. Uh, I think Dan the Automator, former guest of Total SF, Lyrics Born. I'm gonna pick Lyrics Born, calling out the on on the the remix i forget what it's same shit different day i think it's called and um calling out it's got e40 in it good get the party going anthem uh heather likes to go to chase center see lizzo beyonce <laughs> like that this is something like you could you don't want to play lizzo on the way to seeing lizzo this is something you can play to kind of pre-game for lizzo okay um it, it's got a good beat to it you're gonna like it nice yeah. Gotcha. I'm, oh, glad yeah. you, I'm glad Lyrics you mentioned. Born. I'm glad you mentioned Lyrics Born because we yeah. like an aspect of this project is just the vast multiculturalism of the Bay Area. You know, there's a lot of Filipino artists like Mixmaster Mike, DJ Cubert, Invisible Scratch Pickles, Pilo, Guap Dad, Rocky Rivera, Ruby Ibarra. There's uh, a heavy Latino element like Into Deep. I was just about to mention them. Funky Aztecs, mm -hmm. Woody even, like Funk Soldiers up in Santa Rosa. Los Rocas. Um, Los Rocas, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's And then, yeah, Lyrics Born is a big narrative in hip hop in the last 10 years has been like rappers turned singers, like most prominently Drake, you know, but 10 years before that, Lyrics Born was like, oh, I'm gonna. There was a song called "I Changed My Mind," which where he was kind of like singing and rapping at the same time. Calling out is totally the same way, and uh, yeah, I just think we should honor. You know what? I might even add to that and say, "Lady Don't Techno" by Latirix is like a great rapping singing song with Lyrics Born and Latif, uh, and it's about a lady who doesn't take any shit. Oh, I'm gonna like that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and it's got just a. The bass line is fantastic. They, Yeah, anyway, every time they perform that song, it brings the house down. I think I'm going, you mentioned In Too Deep, so I'm thinking of you cruising in the car. <laughs> in Too Deep, Back to the Hotel, bass line, aggressive, funky, something to cruise to, but you have to have like your left arm straight on the steering wheel okay. and just like kind of leaning. <laughs> I can do that. In Too Deep, Back to the Hotel, or Conscious Daughters, Funky Expedition, something to ride to, either of those. Those are the ride songs. Good choice. I'm glad we got a female hip hop artist there. I'm going to add to that with um, Little The Coup. We're going to do a twofer on this one. I think I'm breaking rules, but we're going to start with Tight, which is um, basically it's a Pam the Funkstress song. She's scratching. Pam the Funkstress, you're so tight. Get you started. <laughs> and then Me and Jesus the Pimp. In the 79 Granada last night. It's a, the coup song, very yep. narrative. It's got a great beat to it. You're going to be cruising and pre gaming for your Lizzo concert, <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, maybe the third or fourth time your friends won't be in the car and you're really going to listen to the lyrics and it tells this incredible story. And really, the coup, you know, very political. Uh, Boots Riley was also on this podcast and we went over to the negatives table and found photos of his father leading a protest at SF State. Mm -hmm. So that was a high. But um, Walter Riley. Walter Riley. Labor organizer, yeah. 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 But there's a bunch of the coup songs that I think you'd like, but those are the two I'm going to put on. I think we've got two more. Are you really going to make this for me, I'm going to make you yeah. a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decorate it. Yeah. It's going to be old school. Like I want to do it as a cassette now that I see all these cassettes, but I think we're going to do it as a CD. I don't even think I have a, a tape player. I don't think anybody does. Should, we, uh, should we include, like, 
hits that you may know and like, like sure. MC Hammer? Or maybe it's your mixtape. Yeah, before we close this out, like, do you have one already? <laughs> like, we're talking at you. I'd love to know, what, like, what is your favorite Bay Area hip-hop song? Mm-hmm. I used to listen to MC Hammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, too Legit to Quit. Yeah? Right. Did you do the hand signals? Too of course. Yeah. I could never do it on time. <laughs> I always get confused at A's games. I'm like, oh, <laughs> please don't put me on the Jumbotron right now. <laughs> He's been in the Chronicle building, and I dropped it. I was so excited the day he followed me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I am now too legit to quit. I think I said that. I co-tweeted it. Let's agree on a Hammer song. I think too legit to quit the extended play is good. It's funny. One of the the complaints that... the generation above me always had about hip hop was that like it's not music you know like it's where's the melody where's the chord structure and all that and uh, so much of Hammer was music you know everyone knows the can't touch this Rick James sample but his early records were recorded by Felton Pilot who was from the funk band Confunction sure Um, and there's so much music so I would say let's get it started Let's like, get it started. Yeah, yeah one of one. his very early hits. Um, he recorded a music video for it at Sweet Jimmy's in Oakland, which is now the new parish. We have photos of that. Do you? We have photos oh, of that recording. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. In I mean, color. Uh, wow. We, we sent a photographer when they were doing that. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's not as dynamic as you'd hope. But yeah. he, I, I remember the team. Um, they're an Oakland rap group that I, I bought when I moved in our, our house in Oakland in like 2002, 2003. I, I bought their first album out of, I think it was Clyde Carson selling it out of the back of some yellow car mm-hmm. at the Walgreens around the corner. <laughs> but uh, I remember they did a, a mix with him at the end and they had just like everybody. I mean, it was just a murderer's row of barrier rappers. And at the end, they're like, yeah. we're going to bring someone back for you. And I love the lyric he gave. It was uh uh, you got to respect. I opened the doors, brought over half the town on my tours, yeah. which I covered his bankruptcy when I was a courtroom reporter in L.A. Oh, really? And I went through the bankruptcy. And the more I read about it, the more I liked him because his bankruptcy was entirely about how he was paying half of Oakland you know, on these tours, and then the tours imploded, and he had some family members handling his money. And he did nothing wrong. He yeah. just was like being good to his town. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to put people on. I mean, I've seen footage of him in Japan and there's 50 people on stage. Yeah. And those are just the people on stage. That's just a Pepsi, probably, that's a Pepsi commercial. I know, yeah, I know. 50 people for there's probably 50 more people behind the scenes, you know. He really employed a lot of people. Well, too legit to quit, and we're gonna do two more. Okay. So I'm gonna give you guys each one more. Too legit to quit will be mine. We've uh, done a lot of like swampy baseline songs. Should we yeah. get away from that? So like higher. You each get one. Floating. Okay, issues. okay, okay. Let me. I'll look at my list. The last one I will say is um, R.I.P. to Jacka. Yeah, Playboy, go and get on out there. It's, it's, it's get out, get out there. I think it's the actual name, but it's like it's lighter. It's fun. It sounds like today's like the sun broke through. Oh, nice. It's one of those like go out there and shine and show the world you're beautiful. Like it. Yeah. Nice. I was almost gonna say Vans by the Pack. Oh wow! Because that doesn't have bass or, or anything. It's it does. Just, it does. Just like hi hats and snaps. Okay. Most of it. But um, if you have Hammer, you can't do Vans. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm thinking R.I.P. Gift to Gab. Okay. And it's tempting to say Alphabet Aerobics, especially for a writer. Oh yeah, I did pick that. Pick um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do Alphabet Aerobics. Yeah, for a writer, I hadn't thought about um, that aspect of it. That is a that's a song where he uh, each couplet starts with every word starts with the same letter, 
analog arsenal song amazing and it goes and all the way to z but too. it keeps it keeps yeah. speeding up so by the end of the song he's like in really hard letters like y's and x's and z's <laughs> and going a mile a minute great picks this is Love gonna it. be an awesome mixtape i'm, I'm gonna so make excited. you this mixtape we'll have it out by the time this episode's out me and pan are gonna like send you a whole new list like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 minutes from everything like, no we no. thought of something better no i love this list so tell the people how can they check out your project that's my word that's my word. It's on KQED. Um, it's the URL is easy, bayareahiphop.com. And you'll find um, like in-depth monthly features, new content every single week, photo galleries, Q&As. There's a gigantic timeline of important... Love the timeline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, bayareahiphop.com is where you'll find everything. Cool. Congratulations. I love the project. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Thanks for coming so to the Chronicle. Thanks for making yeah. me a mixtape. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I hope you like it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. <laughs> Loved it. I've missed that so much.